Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! so annoying all right this is asinine radio this is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into uh our fearless beer review we get into our vinyl pickups what we've listened to and uh that leads into the songs of the week and then we round it out with with some new music and other happenings in the music world my name is tyler and way out there hundreds of miles away is jeff uh also while you're listening because i know you got nothing better to do uh go give us five stars on the apple podcasts and spotify please go do that we have a Discord server. If you want to join that, hit us up. Uh, we'll send you the link. And all the social media is at Asinine Radio. And the last thing here, we do have a phone number. You can call, leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text. That phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. And now that the boring intro is out of the way, let's jump right into, right into our Fearless Beer Review. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. Uh, friend of the Pod Sloan got this and wanted me to try it so that's what i'm gonna do big boy and that's uh right. pizza port ocean oh. air have you where the hell did he get pizza port i don't know there's, there's actually a pretty good gas station there's a shell station by our house that's it's got a pretty damn good selection of beer okay you know, I didn't we actually it. went there actually we we, we we were walking home and we, oh. we were scanning outside of it but i think you refused to go inside no, I went inside. I checked out the beer cave. Did you? Yeah. I think it like it was so nice because it was so like, hot didn't want to go inside. And I was like, go inside. Like, I don't want to go inside. I said, go inside. Because I thought like, what's the point? We already have beer. I'm not gonna buy more. Yeah, but once you see how like nice the selection is here, it was really nice though. It was it was surprisingly yeah. really good. Fantastic. So I think that's where you got it. But it's yeah. called Ocean Air. It's a hazy IPA from Pizza Port, like I said, and uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It's like seven percent. It's got Simcoe and Sabro hops. You know. Everybody knows what those are. There's there's only like two two ratings on Beer Advocate. Our boy did not leave a review for this. And of course. There's course. about a thousand on Untapped. So I don't know why there's a big discrepancy between the two. Yeah, how weird. But I mean, uh, Untapped yeah. always has more, but but not weird. like that much. Well, there's two. You know what I mean? Like two. Just two. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I got. I got a little hazy. I'm a haze bro now. You're a haze bro. Haze so uh, I don't think I've ever had that that beer from uh, Pizza Port, but I'm sure it's good. It's good. Hazy Pizza Port always puts out good wow. stuff. Wow. I know, right? Oh wow. Wow. All right. So I have uh, something from a brewery that you and I have both been to, uh, Firestone Brewery, up north, Northern California. Uh, this is part of their Mind Haze, I guess, brand. Uh, Mind Haze is is like their one, not their flagship IPA, but it's one of their more popular ones, and this one is a special run called Hopical Crush, and uh, yeah, I got this one because it actually came in like a variety pack of this special edition stuff, and this is the only one only one I haven't tried yet, and the label's cool. It has like a volcano in the background with like a huge gray white shark jumping out of the out of the water. Pretty cool, pretty pretty cool. It's uh, it says it's a double dry hopped beer with tropical notes, six point two ABV, and uh, yeah, they honestly Firestone puts out pretty good stuff 
I don't think I've ever really had a bad Firestone beer. So that is true. No, there it's everything's been pretty damn good. And it was really good when it was fresh and we were there. Yeah, and that was that we, was, that we, was we fun. Even we're so basic. We got um, we got eight oh five, which we can get anywhere, but we set, decided to get eight oh five from the brewery itself. Yeah, fresh, fresh, fresh off, off the tap. Refresh. All right, so ready to uh, to kiss it to give kisses I am. and I am I sip? am I am. Okay, here we go. Yep, that's a hazy. Wow. All right, what do you think of your uh, your hazy? It's uh, it's good. There's so it's it's it says that we should be getting notes of of like orange juice, grapefruit, pineapple, like all like the normal stuff that you would get in like a hazy. But then it says it says yeah. lime too. I don't get any lime in this though. Probably for the did. best. I wish I did get some lime, but uh, but no, no. It's good. I've I've come to like hazies more in the past mm-hmm. like year year and a half, but. Yep. <laughs> year but year. i still wouldn't drink more than like one because they're just too they're too heavy too much in the same respect that i wouldn't drink more than like one ipas in a row that's silly boy talk i gotta balance it i'd say more like, than like three hazies is too much <laughs> like last night we went out and i had a, a a ipa and then i had a michelob with a lime and then i moved on and had some other beers after that but like the michelob i need i need something in the middle <laughs> To water we also down. we also went to this Irish bar that was making essentially like milkshakes but with um, whiskey, and oh. it sounds like gross. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But the guy was like, dude, trust me. Like, if you hate whiskey, you will still like this. And like, sure as shit, he gave us a little sample. Oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> so it was when fantastic. Do you like milkshakes. Everybody likes milkshakes. I don't drink them that often because they're. I don't think insane. I've ever seen you. St- seen you drink a milkshake who doesn't like milkshakes though well i agree i agree they're fucking amazing but i don't i mean i've known you for 20 years and i don't think i've ever seen you drink a milkshake because i i have i've i probably drink a milkshake once every decade if that but i love milkshakes everybody loves milkshakes they're fucking delicious and it was a chocolate little one and like just the right amount of whiskey in it you could taste it but it wasn't overpowering and gross yeah so anyway this hazy ipa is good i like it (laughs) Solid. All right, good. All right, so my uh, my Hopical Crush Mind Haze from Firestone Brewery. This is really this is a really good beer. It's this is actually a hazy. It doesn't really say that it's a hazy anywhere, but this is absolutely a fucking hazy. It says that it includes pineapple and orange. Um, it says it's supposed to remind you of uh, Mai Tais from a faraway island. Mm. So it has that very. Uh, you don't like Mai Tais? If they're if they're like made correctly then yeah my tais are fucking fantastic they're fucking amazing they're so good i can't wait to drink a mai tai next month but most mai so. tais are, are made with like shitty ingredients so um no okay that's fair that's fair but no this is really this is a fucking excellent hazy i mean it pours out great there's no there's no real sediment yeah no, this is uh this is solid man so um so yeah, let's let's rate our beers. So we have our, our world famous three point rating system where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're gonna continue to drink, one is a bad beer, but give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour. So what would you give your uh, your your pizza port beer? Go. It's good. It's it's uh it's it's, it's a little bit thinner. It's clean. It's okay. like water. I like that. I don't I don't like I don't like thickness. I don't I don't want too much of that. It's too heavy. You drink stouts, get out of here. Well yeah, that's I I know what I'm getting into with that. 
know what's happening. I, I, I <coughs> search stouts because I want the thickness, but not from a hazy IPA. <laughs> but still, I mean, realistically, this tastes like most good hazies that I have. I think I can, mm-hmm. I, I mean, for sure wouldn't be able to tell you if you put three hazies and be like, oh, this is ocean air for sure. This is this one. But like, I could tell a good hazy from a bad hazy. And this is a good hazy. But, I can um, tell the difference. You can't tell the difference in anything. What's your favorite hazy? <laughs> it's the Deschutes one. I put I put that one in front of you, and then I put like fucking Diet Coke in front of you, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Couldn't do that one. Could not do that one. But I give this a two. I give it a two. I'd, uh, I'd do it again. I'd do it again. Yeah. All right. That's Not a little low for over hazy. here. It's, it's, it's fine. Um, but hazies deserve more than a two. Well, that'd be better than a two. Well, it should be. All right. So my uh, my hopical, tra- hopical crush. There we hopical? go. That's a tough one. Hopical. Pod talking is difficult. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopical crush. I'm going to have to give this one a 2.8. This is really, really fucking good. Wow. It hits all the right sweetness. It has the right amount of full, like full-bodied flavor. It's, ah, oh, dude, this is a solid, solid IPA. I'm glad I waited, waited to drink this one last because th- this is the best of the three in that variety pack. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. That's 2. good. Two point eight. Two point eight. That is, that Bold is solid. Move, Cotton. <laughs> so, uh, what, what do you have for your your backies? Your backup beer. Uh, whatever's in the fridge. I don't even. I don't even know what's in there. Oh, I, I, um. I got more of those Modelo lime and salts because I don't like the Dos Equis <laughs> one because there was enough salt in it. You just put more salt in it, but that's okay. That's gross. What? That's nasty. That's nasty. That's nasty. So yeah, I got all, all that right. stuff and then whatever else is in there. I got Great White still in there, so that's nice. Still, I'm surprised. It's been a while since you got them. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Uh, my Oh, my backies are uh, Budweiser, of course. I got some buddies, buddies uh, waiting buddies. for me. So excited to get to get into those. But uh, anyway, let's move on. Let's get into some of the what we picked up uh, vinyl wise and kind of what we listen to. And like I said, that leads into the songs of the week. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. So first I will go through some of the stuff I'm going to purge. All right. Let's and uh, the first one is Devo. Freedom of choice, baby. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is their third album for 1980. This is the one that's Whip It on it. And I just, uh, I'm good. I, I'm I'm good. I only want my Devo, their first album, and their second album is similar to their first because they wrote and finished it, I think, in the same amount of time that they finished their first album. But mm-hmm. I need my Devo to have just like a little hint of like that that proto-punk stuff, that that aggression. Then it's got to be there in some places. This one doesn't <laughs> doesn't have it at all. And much like the other one too, the... The Who Are We or what's the one that you like? The Hollywood Potato Devo? Whatever that one is. Wait, what? Like, that, that Devo album you like, the Hollywood Potato Devo one. Oh, oh no, it's Devo. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Lame, boring. Devo's, so you don't like uh, that one either? No, I don't. So you're purging that fucking guy. That that was that was fine though because the the disc was all fucked up anyway. And this one has like a, a decent amount of surface noise. So I'm probably trying mm-hmm. to sell this one for like three or five dollars, unless you want it, and then you can have it. No, I'm good. I'm I'm fine. But it's really you know, honestly, it's just it's just not that good. Like Devo's, they're a novelty act. Like that's what they are. Like they write really good melodies and songs, but they're like a novelty act. 
except for their first album. Their first album is unbelievable. It is really, really good. And I it think is that fucking is, awesome. I think that's like an unreal album that deserves all the praise that it gets and then some. But everything else, eh, I'm good. I don't think I've ever heard their second record. I've only ever heard the first one and then Freedom of Choice I've heard and then Oh No, It's Devo. That's it. Those are the only ones I've heard. Freedom of Choice. Weapon of Weapon Choice. Of choice. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a second album. I forgot what it's called. And the cover's dumb. But I think it was Duty recorded. Now for the Future. Yeah. They, they recorded it at the same time that they did Are We Not Men. And so it has that same type of like new wave punk to it. So I would buy Can that one it? if I yeah. seen it. Sorry. But that's it. I'm done. No more. Okay. No more Devo. All right, then. What else you got? What else are you purging, I should say? The other purge is Men at Work. Business as usual. <laughs> As you were usual. excited about this one too. I was. I was excited because I don't know. I, I thought I don't know. I've been in this weird like kind of eighties funk. Like you mentioned mm-hmm. it like a week ago or so. And then I was like, no, I'm not an eighties funk, but like it's, I've I've listened to a lot of dumb eighties music in the past like two months. <laughs> so I mean you bought the wedding singer soundtrack. I mean that's fuck come on, that's a killer soundtrack. That's fucking fantastic. I even brought it to the record store, we listened to it at the record store and it was fucking fantastic. I was clamoring to buy a copy. I'm sure not they really. were. No, not really. But. <laughs> yeah, but so shit? but like this 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 album has their two their two hits, right? Down under. Down under. And then who can yeah. who can it be now? Which even as I say it, I don't remember what it sounds like, but as soon yeah. as you hear it, you're like, wow, I know exactly what song this is, and I fucking hate it. And I didn't know yeah, it was on this album. It was just song. another like eighties song that was lost in my brain and it comes on and that that fucking dumb that dumb saxophone right because it's it's i dislike it because that saxophone is very like new wavy and jazz fusion sounding and it's annoying and it's awful like the album isn't terrible overall it's just too cheesy nothing here like hits me with anything like extraordinary it's just too cheesy it's too stupid it's too 80s i don't like it it's who can it be now right is that what you said yeah Okay, I'm curious. Let's hear this. Oh, okay, yeah. As soon as, as soon as you <laughs> as, as soon as oh, that that so saxophone annoying. hits. Oh yeah, this song sucks. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's it's funny because I instantly knew it. That first note. <laughs> wow, yeah, that song blows, man. Fuck that. So song. it's like it's iconic, iconically bad. But yeah, like am I right? Like that—that's the first track on the album too. And I remember putting it on, and then I played it, and I sat down. We all like, oh, fuck. I even debated like, should I just get up now and take it off because I'm not gonna listen to the whole thing. God, fuck. Did you album. get like secondhand embarrassment when you listened to it? Yeah, I was like, oh, this is why like I don't ever listen to '80s music and this. Oh, but that, that sounds, is terrible. Sounds bad. It's just I don't I don't like that at all. I think it just sounds like no. Shit. It it sounds like like bad jazz music. Bad. Jazz fusion music. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Oh man. Yeah, that was that was shitty. That's stupid. So that BZ got purged. And then good, um, good, good. And then and then listening to the, the Frosty Heidi and Frank thing today, they they brought up something that I never knew, but I guess one of the songs from this album was was uh what do you call it? Was 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 accused of of stealing from the song Kookaburra, and okay. yeah. the 
I, like the fucking flute player or somebody that I don't care about enough to even remember what instrument they played. It like affected them deeply and he ended up having a heart attack. And a lot of people think that the cause of it, including like some doctors, was from stress brought on by this case because he was the one that kind of like wrote the song and he was so mm-hmm. like, he was so devastated that somebody would think that he ripped off a song that it like killed him. Oh, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's, I remember hearing that too because I listened to that Frosty Heidi and Frank thing too. Which was so good, right? Yeah, it was really good. But we'll talk about that, you know, on the main episode. <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah. yeah, all right, cool. What else you got? That's it. That's it for the uh, the purges here. I, now we just nice. now we just got good stuff. So uh, the first one is Peter Tosh, Legalize It. Great record. Still got this a is bunch what I of. Uh, I still got a bunch of reggae. Yeah, you have a copy waiting for you here. Oh, do I really? Uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't you don't even know that. what you have, huh? <laughs> I haven't looked at the list in a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, is this is his first record after he left the Whalers. This is 1976, and this is. This is just straightforward reggae. There's some cool like guitar noodling in here, and I was trying to look because he's got a couple people playing guitar in here, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming it's him because he is was a really fantastic guitar player. So I'm going to like think that it's him because it's really cool noodling, and I like it. And you don't hear like a lot of cool noodling in like reggae songs. No, not at all. Because he can't do it. Because you can't. It's difficult to fit it in there because it just sounds stupid. True. <laughs> oh, so whatever. But yeah, this uh, has got uh it's got Robbie, Robbie Shakespeare on bass, you know, half of the, the Sly and Robbie duo. And mm-hmm. it's got the the I threes, the Rita Marley, and a couple other people that sing background vocals. So this is this is a I mean, this is this is up there with like the best reggae album of all time. It's just fucking through and through, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that's you it's very, very true. It's one of the best. For sure. Mm, mm, mm. And Peter Tosh produced it himself. Like, come on. The guy's all over the place. It's even cooler. It's great. Makes it even better. All right, then. What else you got? So then I got uh, got another Iron Maiden album. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Which one? Mm Mm-hmm. I got Peace of Mind. And I've been holding out for two things. One, for my neighbor to uh, die and then leave me his records and his will. (laughs) Or two... (laughs) Just to find an original <laughs> pressing in the wild. <laughs> oh man, and it's so, so rude. <laughs> so one of those things, I mean, I don't know when it's going to happen. Actually, both of those things are, are difficult to to say when they're going to happen. But I did. I found <laughs> an original pressing of Iron Maiden in the wild at, at Nichols, and okay, it's it, it's how much did you pay so for it? This is their fourth album, nineteen eighty three. Uh, mm-hmm. it was like thirty-seven, but I got the door at thirty. You got and it for I'm 30? You, Yeah, thirty bucks. Okay. And it is just like I have never seen a record this old in this great condition. Like it is. Is it really that good? It is fucking perfect. I mean, there like you talk about like seam splits. There's not even like remnants of the beginning of a seam split. Like the record Shit. itself is absolutely flawless. It sounds amazing. The jacket comes with like the insert, like everything about it is. I thought it was like a, a, a repress because it looks so damn good. Like I was in the yeah. store discogging, like what the fuck? This is a 1983 pressing. Like how is this this good? And so I was, I was stoked. And I'm not like a huge Iron Maiden fan by any means, but because we've been doing like the the jam thing every night, every, every Friday night at my neighbor's house, we do a lot yeah. of like Iron Maiden songs. 
And I've come to like appreciate them a lot more than I ever have, especially like Steve Harris. Like Steve Harris is fucking just dumb on the bass. Just absolutely dumb. And 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 then watching watching his bass lines being played kind of like live, not by him, but like my neighbor who's really good at the bass guitar. Watching him play these lines, like wow, I never realized that like this band is is like that complex and good. I still don't like Bruce Dickinson. Don't like his the way he sings. It's fucking annoying. But yeah, he's the worst part of the band. Everything else is like really goddamn good. I I'm agree. happy with it. I I have, I have peace of mind as well. I got mine for five dollars. I know it's so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a little beat up, but. It plays through fine. It has surface noise, but not nothing crazy. Yeah, no, no, no looping, nothing, no skipping like that. Just some surface noise. But I think if I gave it like a solid, solid, like professional cleaning, I think it sound like pretty good, pretty damn good. I I only with mine. I'm only gonna get one more Iron Maiden album, and and that's just their first one because it does that Phantom of the Opera, which is yeah, that that was like the one of the first songs that we learned to jam to and that mm-hmm. was when i'd actually like take time to learn something on the guitar that was hard for me and it took me like a solid like week and a half just to learn that first like intro part and then we played it live and I'm like, wow this is so fucking cool and just like that <laughs> that kind of like spurred me getting back into like a lot of guitar solos and stuff and like this the vinyl thing also like helped me kind of gear back into that the pantera episode helped with that but also playing phantom of the opera was like god damn i miss I miss just like fucking around and shredding and listening to guitar solos and being a knucklehead. And that first, uh, that first maiden, Bruce Dickinson is isn't even the singer. Yeah, forgot the guy's name. Blaze, not Blaze Bailey or Bailey Blade. Blade or whatever. I forgot what's the guy's name, the original singer. I don't know. I don't remember either. Anyway, I yeah, it's not Bruce. I just know that in in Phantom of the Opera, he he note matches like the melody that and he sings like that and it's kind of goofy. <laughs> like, so dumb. Like, like why did you have to say anything you couldn't just shut the fuck up and let the bass and guitar like noodle around like god man. but but when you're but when you're 12 or 13 years old in 1981 it's probably like the coolest fucking thing you've ever heard oh for sure <laughs> knuckleheads but oh, i do i do have another iron maiden album that i got kind of early on i have power slave and that was oh, um, yeah yeah that's the one with like the egyptian theme on the front terrible cover and uh, I I like the cover, I think it's really? super I goofy. Think... I think it's 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 vibrant. It's vibrant. It's bright. It's too goofy though. It's embossed, so like all the stuff you can kind of feel with your fingers, and that's kind of cool. But I really like yeah. that album too, and that's that's a solid album. Yeah, it's good. It's a good record. But I'm not about to get in a bunch of Iron Maiden stuff unless we did it one day on the pod, which we probably will at some point. Oh yeah, we're gonna listen to all probably twenty of their records. And I keep coming out with them. By the time we come out, if I can do the episode, there'll be another album. <laughs> that's why we oh, got to do it soon knuckleheads <laughs> yeah so that's right, uh so that's it that's it except for my my uh my pick here my weekly pick i get a lot of records now like every week i'm getting at least one or two records minimum mm-hmm. like we're at a store huh? i know so like every every week i'm just coming home with a couple things i'm like coming home with a couple things that i like i really want Ooh, wow wow but uh, but yeah, so, so that, this is that something you me. wanted. What? Your pick of the week. I already have this. Oh, you already had. Okay, I thought you meant you had just got it or something. No, so so my pick of the week is 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 Hans Olsen or Hans Olsen. He 
I think he's from LA, but he's just kind of like a like a local guy who's been in the Arizona scene for like the, since the seventies, early seventies, and he's just kind of like played with everybody, done it all. And he was playing a show. I guess just backtrack a little bit. I bought some records from a lady, and the lady it somehow got brought up that she knows Hans Olsen, like personally, like she has his phone number and like they know each other. And so I was like, oh, that's really cool because I love him. Like he's, I think he's great. Like I never heard about him until I started collecting vinyl, and like now I'm all about him. And she's like, oh, he's doing a show. You should come over and and see the show, and I introduce you, and you can hang out with him. I said, okay. And she's like 65, <laughs> 70, and she brought her mom, who's like 85, 90. <laughs> and we're sitting at the bar now, like drinking, and she's buying me drinks, and, you know, fucking live music's playing. And afterwards, I, I, he comes over, and we're talking, hanging out, and I brought, like, a, a copy of my favorite album by him. It's called Blonde Sun Album, and I brought that for him to sign, which he did, so now I have it signed to me. <laughs> fucking awesome. I love it so much. That's so sick. <laughs> I would, you should see me at the show. Like that picture. Like I, I always yeah, take you good pictures regardless. Picture. But I was very, I was very, very giddy. Super you got to post that on 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 the Instagram. It's good. <laughs> it's a good picture, man. You're so stoked, and he's so much bigger than you. He looks like a fucking giant. Yeah, he's a fucking huge dude. Huge dude. <laughs> so yeah, then yeah, we're just talking, and then picture. just I don't know, dude, just talking about like everything, and then and then talking about the like the history of, of Arizona music scene and talking about JFA and he's like, Oh yeah, JFA. I remember like seeing them when they were like just starting out. I was like, God damn dude. And he told me a story that he was like driving to San Diego on the freeway that I think it's the eight San Diego? that goes down there going back to San Diego. And he said that when JFA were first started, <laughs> there was like this, this street that you could turn off and go up into the mountains, and but from the freeway you could still see the mountains. And JFA, the guys from JFA, had went to that street, climbed the mountain, and spray painted JFA these massive letters that you could see for <laughs> miles away from the freeway. And he's like, "That's, that's when so I knew cool. this band's fucking kick ass." That's <laughs> so fucking rad, dude. And then, oh my god! And then he was he was telling me about this album, Blonde Sun album, which is kind of a difficult album to find, and it's gone mm-hmm. down in price since I bought it, but. A year and a half to two years ago, this was like a hundred dollar record because Shit. they only made a thousand of them. They only they only pressed a thousand of them. This was all his doing. There was no label. He he went into the studio and got a lot of work done for like free in exchange mm-hmm. for other things. And the guy that did the album cover worked. Oh, there was a contest at a radio station that that Hands worked at, and you could submit like your artwork and if the radio station picked it they would give you some money but like no matter what they're going to keep your 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 artwork and the guy and mm-hmm. the guy was kind of like oh that fucking sucks like I want my artwork back and so hands like hey like if you want I'm recording an album like I like your artwork I've seen what you're doing I want you to design a cover for me I can't pay you but I can say that no matter what you give me I will use it as my album cover sight unseen and so, like, this is what the guy gives to him. And he just looks at it and he says, what the fuck? This is amazing. Because the prior <laughs> week to that, they were out in the middle of the desert. And this guy was like, hey, I just want to photograph you. I want to see what you see how you live, what you do. And so Hans had, like, a like a little cottage in the desert. And this is, like, you know, this is 70s Arizona. So there's fucking even more desert. Nothing. <laughs> and so he's at, this, he's at the, like, his house in the middle of the desert. And he says he's just doing a fuck ton of weed, a fuck ton of coke, and a shit ton of peyote. 
And he says, every day he's got like <laughs> three, four, five girls coming to see him. And he just says this entire week is an absolute blur. He does not remember a damn thing. But that guy was there wow. the entire time just witnessing all of this unfold in front of him. And he said he had all these Holy musicians shit. coming out and they're just jamming the entire week. And I was like, what in the fuck? How are you even alive? Wow. Yeah. And so that this is the uh, this is the album <laughs> cover. This is the album cover. And uh. it's even worse, too, because he said that at some point, some other little label bought all of the rights to to his music. So he's never made any money from this album. He's made zero dollars from this album. Fucking shit. Wait, what's the name of the album again? It's called the Blonde Sun album. Or Blonde Sun album. Let's see. Like the 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 is it like red and blue? Yeah. Mostly like purplish. Yeah, okay, I'm seeing this right now. It's like his second That's a cool album cover. There oh I fucking love it. It's so awesome. That is a sick album cover. With like the centaur and everything on it, right? Yeah, that's fucking so cool. And on the back, oh, it's, it's it's dedicated to a guy, and I I've, I've googled him and he was like a radio station guy. But I guess this guy was what like the dude that kind of like similar to like Ronnie Bingenheimer. He played a lot of like local music in the Arizona scene at night. Yeah. And so one day, Hans was just like, "Hey, like, can you play me?" And and he was like, yeah, "Sure, let's see what you got." And like he played a live version in studio during his show and his show was like massively popular at one point his show was like the top rated show in the u.s and this is like early 70s and so like hans got to be on his show one night and he said the next day like that dude invited him back and hey you got to come back because our phones are just blowing up with people asking who you are and like hans also has been around for a long time he's released a lot of albums he's done a lot of music he's jammed with a lot of people and he's just uh i don't know It it was cool hanging out with him I felt like I was hanging out like a movie star, you know? That's super rad. I, it's it's funny because like on this record on Discogs, under the notes, it says, a private released album by Arizona loner Acid Folkhead. A great LP with the dark Neil Young reminiscences, some mouth harps, very nice acoustic guitar backings, and some fuzz attacks. Well, that's all extremely accurate. So the song I chose is not, is not my favorite song from the album, but this album is not on Spotify. Most of the songs aren't even on YouTube unless they're live renditions. And yeah. so the song that I wanted to choose, I could not find the studio version of it on Spotify or YouTube. So I chose this one because he played it. And I was like, okay, that's really fucking cool. But it's yeah. not my favorite song from the album. This album is, is great. It's very, it, it is very like Neil Young-esque. Not quite as great in the harms, in the, the melodies. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely more trippy than like Neil Young's, Neil Young's done. And there's harmonica. Yeah. I love the harmonica. I know you do. I don't know why. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's a bit of uh, the song Troubadour on Parade from uh, Hans Olsen. Last night I played on the radio It was a good disc jockey It was a very hip radio show And I sang of lost loves And confusion too Well I sang some folk music And I sang 
some blues And I'm a poet if you're listening And I'm a singer if you're down And I've been hanging around this city And I'm appearing in your And I sang about hunger And the world coming down I even sang some Bob Dylan But the words changed around Cause I'm a one-man band Sitting here on my own there you go, Troubadour on Parade from Hans Olsen. Good stuff, man. I dig it. I, I, I think this is one of the more weaker songs on the album. Mm-hmm. In what way? Not a lot happens. The storytelling isn't, isn't that great. Like one of the songs, he, there's, he's, just, he's telling a story of what he's like doing in Arizona and how shitty Arizona is and it's desert. But he loves it more than like the earth itself, and I think that like, his storytelling lacks in this song. But okay. he he always just sounds so endearing. Yeah, and I tell you, man, he sounds like fucking exactly the same like live. He just does not miss a step. Even and nowadays, he like lot. he still sounds like it. Yeah, Shit, yeah, that's rad. S- still has that like like subtle grit to his voice. Yeah, still fantastic guitar player. And what's really cool about him is like the dude. So like Tempe built this this museum, this like musicians museum to 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 what do you call it to promote Arizona born musicians, mm-hmm. and they uh, like a hall of fame type of thing for Arizona, and they have like a, a a walk of fame with stars and everything in Tempe, but they got him to play like the opening night for it, and I was just like okay first of all like Jimmy World for sure is going to turn that down because they're douchebags. <laughs> but like I don't know, like meat puppets are pretty popular. Gin mm-hmm. blossoms, like no one from the gin blossoms could come play. So they yeah. got like Hans Olsen, and Hans Olsen is 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 I don't know. He's like an institution. People that really care about like the music scene, either like know who he is, have heard of him, or like know something about him just because he's been around for so long. And he loves the state. Like, he loves Arizona. And so That's he was. So cool. uh, but yeah, so like given all of this clout that he has. The the reason he even knows like these people because the guy so the, the the lady I went to the show with, her daughter's husband is his mechanic for the past like twenty years. What? And I guess like Hans is he's like, Damn, you're a really good mechanic and like you're not trying to like screw me over and so they became friends like twenty years ago because he plays music too. Okay. And so like they've known each other for like twenty years. And Shit. like Hans plays at like the daughter's wedding and then he comes to their house. But another member in that guy's band, who's the bass player of the band, is releasing a solo album and he asked Hans if he would open up for him. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, this is the first time I'm playing by myself. I wrote an album. I want to play it. I'm nervous. Like, do you mind like opening up for me? And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll open up for you for sure. Even though Hans could draw a crowd of hundreds on his own, he opened up from yeah. somebody. You know what I mean? Like, come on. That's super. That's really humble. That's amazing. That's fucking rad. Yeah. 
opens up like for this, this kid. Guy. I like this guy a lot. I guess he plays like he plays like every other week, every other Thursday at some bar in Apache Junction, which Apache Junction is essentially what it sounds like. It's a fucking <laughs> shithole of a city. Yeah, it really <laughs> does sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fucking shit city. <laughs> like but, the moment you said it, I just pick, I just thought of like, man, the most like backwoods fucking oh yeah. city probably in Arizona. It's just run down desert roads, <laughs> fucking trash. Yeah, it's a shame because it, it was probably named after like, you know, something heroic or something that happened. But yeah, usually towns like that just are garbage cities. Garbage. <laughs> why does yeah, he, he play there? there? But why though? I don't know. There's probably some bar owner that he knows or something. Shit. Are you going to go guy, see him more often? I do. I want to see him at least like once every month or so. How far is how far is the bar from you? It's like a 20 25 minute minute uh drive. Oh, okay. So it's like going to fucking Nichols or something. It's not that far. Yeah, a little, a little bit further. Nichols but, is like 20 25 minutes. Get out of here. That's only for going from Desi's, where it's like in the middle of fucking. No, the even from your house, even from your house, it's a little far. All the all the record stores that we go to outside of Grace are far from you. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah, shit. so like this this guy's played with with like like Albert Collins. He's Tom Fogarty covered one of Hans Olsen's songs on one of his albums. Wow, he's played with honor. Al Cooper. He's played with a ton of people. Shit. But he's never played England. Okay, <laughs> but he's but he's played other in other countries. Yeah, he's played. He's been all over the world. He says, but he said, no, but I never played England. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's weird. How weird? He opened for fucking Almond Brothers, which I asked him about, but then we started drinking, and then I forgot to ask him about it again. But yeah. <laughs> wow, Come dude, on. can you imagine? Come on. That's super. That's super fucking cool. So yeah, this guy is just. Uh, I don't know. I'm like obsessed with this dude because his music is really fucking good. Yeah, that's super rad. And you can go see him literally every week if you wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Honestly, you could probably like befriend the guy and just like fucking hang out with him outside of a show. I'm sure. Oh, then he was talking about. So we just got into like blues music and 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 things of that nature. And he was talking because he's been to England many times. He's never performed there. But he's talked about how he's been to England and like he's hanging out with people, and maybe like our 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 English friends can can speak to this. But he says like like English musicians have a hard time jamming because huh. there was multiple times in like the seventies and eighties where he went to England and and saw acts play, and then found himself at somebody's house or at a party. He's like, oh yeah, this is jam, and the first thing. They would ask him, "Is like, okay? Well, what song?" And he said, "No, no, not a not a song. Like this is this is jam." And he said that it was hard for them to understand, like the true huh. purpose of like jamming. Like you don't need to have a song; you can just play something. Somebody just starts something, and then we go from there. We work yeah. it out as we go. And like in his eyes, he noticed that a lot of English musicians needed a template, needed to know a song, and to to jam from there. I thought huh. maybe that's just because like like blues music is just maybe more ingrained in our our culture and our history than it is it in, in like England. It must be. I mean, yeah, it's a good explanation. But I found that I found that really interesting. Yeah, I think so. That's really weird. Never thought about that. 
So then I was like, oh, well, maybe we should fucking jam then, because I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to. You could teach him about all the chicka chickas and pop punk music. Oh, dude. I'll get him hooked on chickas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, can you imagine how like embarrassing that would be if you said that? <laughs> I'll get you hooked on chickas, baby. Dude, this guy's been, uh, he's just been all over. He's been movies, TV uh, shows. <laughs> That's super oh, yeah. rad, though. That's so cool. So cool. Yeah. So that was fun. I had a good time. <clears throat> yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like it. <laughs> all right, then. You got anything else on your vinyls? That's it. That's all. All right. So I, I don't have I don't have a lot to talk about this week. Um, but let's start with uh, something I got in the mail. Uh, it's Slipknot's uh, third record, Volume 3, The Subliminal Verses. Uh, like I said, yeah, third album came out in May of 2004. This is probably their most pop-centric record they've ever put out. It was the first and only record to be produced by uh, the mighty Rick Rubin, who they uh, none of them had anything positive to say about him or working with him at least. And uh, yeah, this is this album is very uh, it's very different. I mean, seriously, none of their records sound like this. I think even you you would say the same thing. Yeah, but uh, you you did buy this as well, right? Yeah, mine came in last week too. Okay, and you're keeping it? Yeah, I bought okay. it. Oh, I know, but I mean, the last time we did Slipknot, we ranked the records. This is like at the bottom for you. So it's 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 a good record, and there's two songs on here that are. I I I didn't write them down because I only did my first listen through. But there's two songs on here that are better. That could have been on like Iowa. Like they're that good. They are really really oh, good. Okay. I can't remember who they were. But next time I I'll listen to it this week and. I'm, write it down for sure <laughs> you'll get back to us on that yeah i'll get back i'll get back to you i'll get back to you, I'll get back to you. <clears throat> yeah no th- this record is great i this is my second copy of it i i did buy a copy like a year ago when i was in arizona from a uh record store of the pod uncle aldo's attic oh yeah and um but i decided to get this one because i i made the decision that i want to get all of their records on this on the colored vinyls that they're all reissuing this year so i want to have that whole collection and then i'll probably start start selling off the old stuff after that but but yeah no this is this is a cool like purple like a like a light purple variant and i honestly i think it sounds great i mean i think the production is a little um blown out uh it's kind of staticky and and doesn't sound great at points but that is not due to the pressing it's due to how it was recorded and how especially at the time rick rubin just fucking blew out everything and uh yeah so anyway volume three killer fucking record i still love it and uh that's all i got on this one so uh, i'm sure we'll talk about it more next week when uh when jeff gives it a second listen through of his mm-hmm. copy mm-hmm. so uh this last thing is my pick of the week mm. and uh i went shop i went to the record stores stores for the first time in i'd say almost a month and uh went to local store program program skate and sound in fullerton california Hit that place up. Fucking awesome place. They have shows every Friday, Saturday night as well inside the shop, which is really fucking cool. But uh, yeah, I picked up, I was going through all their stuff. They didn't, I couldn't, didn't really find anything I wanted. And then I came across this record and, and from a band I'd never heard of, but there was a sticker on it and it just said Guadalajara hardcore. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. Just, just that, just that descriptor was kind of cool. <laughs> the artwork was really cool. So I'm like, okay, it's, it's cheap. And I get a 10% discount on top of it because it was record store day or no 20% discount. 
And um, so I just took the chance and I picked it up and came home, listened to it. And uh, I mean, it's not like the greatest hardcore punk you've ever heard in your life, but I mean, it's solid and it's exciting. It's fast. It's aggressive at points and it's all in Spanish. And um, apparently the the one I, the, the record I got is actually a compilation of their EP from 2016 and their album, another album called In Love With Death that came out in 2018. So each side is, is the, one side is the EP, other side is the, the actual full length. So it's pretty cool. And it's, nobody even has it to the point where I had to add it on to, into Discogs. Like I've never, ever added anything into Discogs. So I had to like do all the, I literally had to type everything up. It was but a lot of work. It seems like a lot of work. It took me like 15 minutes. It wasn't that bad. Wow. Yeah, it it wasn't that bad at all. But yeah, it was kind of cool creating a whole Discogs page. But uh, yeah, I know it's it's solid stuff. And like I said, the the artwork's super rad. And uh, the the guy who like co-produced, engineered, and mixed it is Paul Miner here in Orange, California. And Paul Miner is the old bass player for Death by Stereo. So that's probably another reason why this record was at program because the singer from Death by Stereo co-owns program. So, yeah. yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. These guys from Guadalajara come up to Orange County and record a record with Paul Miner. So, cool stuff. It was man. good. I liked it. It was cool. Yeah, right? I, I, it's solid hardcore music. So, um, like more modern hardcore, not like the, the OC hardcore metalcore from the early 2000s. This is like more punk-based than anything. But, yeah, I don't know. I'll play, I'm going to play a little bit of the song called, uh, what is it? Uh... Dude, my Spanish is not good. <laughs> Should I try it? Should I attempt this? Yeah, absolutely. Entre hienas. Is that good? Sure, that's fine. That's fine. It was it was bad. You can just say it was bad. All <laughs> right, so here it is from uh the oh I didn't even say the name of the band. The name of the band is uh Nunca Mas. So what do you know what that means? You know more Spanish means than me. Like nevermore or nothing more. Is that okay? It's probably nevermore because right, yeah. like the Edgar Allan Poe shit or something. That makes sense. So here it is, uh, the song from uh, Nunca Mas.
There you go. One of the songs from uh, Nunca Mas. Pretty good. I dig it, man. Yeah. I dig fun. it. It's fun. It, it's something that I would buy, and it would stay in my collection until like a massive purge happened, and I probably would <laughs> purge it eventually. But it yeah, would sit there think, for a while. I think if I didn't, if I just ran out of room, I might purge it. Yeah. But it's solid. Like if you're just kind of in one of those moods, and I just, it's something cool to throw on. I just kind of throw it on the background. It's good stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the the this EP and then the the full length album. They both pretty much sound pretty much this like the same thing. You know, there's not not much of a difference in sound, not in sound, you know. But uh, yeah, it's good stuff, man. So pick that one up from program. I, they had one more copy in stock. Um, so yeah, if anybody's interested, they do they do ship. Program does ship, um, and it's on the website. So check it out if you're interested. Pick up pick up a copy, support the store because, like I said, they're a fucking awesome store, and they put on shows every weekend. Uh, little hardcore whatever shows acoustic shows they do all kinds of genres I've seen hmm. them have like DJs in there playing EDM hip hop they do fucking everything on the weekends so I watch I watch a program. lot of their their stuff on Instagram um, and I mean I respect the I, I respect the hustle of people playing music <laughs> yeah. but you're not all you're not all good by any means no 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 and no, uh, no. I like I like to watch the videos and I like to see which ones without sound I think are going to sound the worst. And that's what I do because <laughs> I am terrible, a terrible person. And uh, some of them are pretty, pretty bad. Oh, yeah. There's some garbage for sure. I know the uh, one, one of the guys I, I usually talk to when I go in there. Fuck, I can't remember his name right now. But uh, he was telling me a few years ago, right before Turnstile broke out, he was he tried his hardest to get Turnstile to play a program because they were playing at Chain Reaction the the following night and they were just in town just kind of chilling for the day, and he 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 almost got Turnstile to play a program. Damn! But that would have been fucking crazy to see Turn Turnstile up. there. Yeah, but they've had like cool bands like Bane have played there. I think Terror have played there. A lot of like solid, um, famous hardcore bands have played there. There was this um, there was this duo that I saw on Instagram. Like a couple of weeks ago, it was a, a guy with an acoustic guitar and another guy with a washboard. And <laughs> I was like, I don't okay, remember this that. This is going to be stupid. And then I listened to it. And I liked it. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I kind of liked it. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. Yeah. You think you're you're cool by being different. I'm a cool guy. What do you want from yeah. me? Debatable. Debatable. All right, so that, that's all. That's all I got for my vinyl and stuff. So let's move on to some new music uh, that's come out this week. Re- this week, man, talking is re- pod talking super. Pod hard talking today. is hard today. Yes. So, uh, our guys in Weezer they put out uh, the this, their second EP from their seasons, uh, I guess box set that they're doing or thing that they're doing, and they put out summer uh, on summer solstice, which is actually today, and. Uh, you and I both listened to it. Uh, we're pretty indifferent about it, right? Is that fair? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've, it's not bad, but I for sure expected way more. And if you're going to put yeah. out like a summer theme and then have a lot of merch with like flames and stuff, like why would you not go the Van Weezer route and, and shred? Or if you're going to do like a summer thing, then why not go like the Beach Boys route and do kind of like a, a more melodic kind of like surf thing? Instead, they they opted for just mediocrity. <laughs> it's true, and you know that they can harm together really well. They've done it absolutely many times in the past. 
So I don't know. It, it was it was a little disappointing. But it's not terrible. Not terrible. But uh anyway, let's uh let's move on to some new songs. Let's start with uh our boys in the Mars Volta. They put out their first new song in ten years. Uh and it was a big it was a big thing, a big art installation out in LA and there was a lot of Rumors and speculation going around. Is the band going to play a show? There were what's who's going to be in the band? There's a lot going on. And um, <laughs> yesterday they they ended up releasing a brand new song, like I said, called "Black Light Shine." It's about a three minute song. Uh, it's very kind of it's very subdued, and uh, it has a lot of like kind of I, I, maybe salsa kind of style to it. It's different. It's different from what they normally have done, but I dug it. What do you think of it? I think that the hype surrounding this was bigger than the song. Agreed. I agree. And I I think what they did with it was like that's fucking cool. That's just some like old school shit that you just don't see. Bands just don't do that anymore because laziness, I guess. I don't know. I thought it was really cool. And then you sent yeah. me that clip where somebody snuck their phone into it and recorded it and like it was <laughs> shit quality, so I ended up just list waiting for Spotify and listening to it. But like all of this stuff is really, really cool and I love that. And like their their logo and their t-shirts and like everything being released, I thought that was awesome. The song's not bad, but I was expecting much much more. Agreed. And I I my I think that this is going to be a part of a bigger picture. I feel like this is going to be more of like a more theme of a record. Like this is going to be a very small portion because the Mars Volta aren't a band who put out three minute songs. I mean, they've only done it few times over the years and they were the big singles like like wax from bedlam and goliath the widow from francis you know those were short songs that were very poppy songs they were songs that you would never have expected to come from the mars volta and then you listen to each of those records and you're like okay the rest of francis the mute sounds nothing like the widow and the rest of bedlam and goliath sounds nothing like uh wax so i think that's yeah. kind of what this is i think this is like a a thing to possibly get some radio airplay to get some some people into the some new people into the band and then the rest of the record I think is going to be a little bit more intricate maybe not as crazy as Francis or Amputecture but maybe a little bit more like I don't know maybe I don't want to say Delouse but I don't know I just think that there's there's going to be a lot more to the album than this song style I can see like it being like Delouse I mean Delouse is very kind of poppy and it is in but the, I don't think it's going to be as kind of intricate as the last is at times. So, I just don't understand. Don't like why, why even need God that they're, they're so big that they could just do whatever they wanted. And, and people are going to, they'll sell out stuff and then they'll buy their records. I mean, look what happened to the fucking records they already put out. Like yeah. they're, they're too big to be putting out singles because they True. want like a bigger True. fan base. It's like, come on guys, you're, you're too big and you're too good. I agree. I I totally agree with you on that. And uh, they they do have a new drummer. So so they cut. They released two plays on this one song. Ava Gardner, their original bass player, who only ever played on Tremulant, she's back in the band. She played bass on this song. Uh, Omar and Cedric, obviously. Marcel, Omar's brother, plays keys and percussion and stuff. And then there's a new drummer. His name is Willie Rodriguez. And I looked him up. There's not much about him, but this guy is pure jazz. Like he's only ever done jazz in his entire career. He went to Berkeley School of Music, 
he's like a he's like a very um well-respected jazz drummer young guy i think he's like mid 30s so he's younger than the rest of the band but yeah no he's i looked up some of his videos on on the youtubes and just straight up like fucking rad jazz music like you would be really into it Mm. solid jazz a solid solid jazz drummer i like that i could i could see how that would work with them yeah i i think because that that was the thing with this whole this whole new album was like the drummer kind of dictates what the album is going to sound like because every mars volta record sounds different because of the drummer that they use and yeah it was all dependent on who this drummer is and this guy being such a so proficient in the jazz genre it could take this band into completely different realms because they've never had a drummer like this before which is super rad so i'm i'm more stoked knowing more about this guy's kind of history they've never had a drummer like this man before exactly (laughs) (laughs) so dumb oh it's so good all right i'm I'm just excited i'm I'm excited for more mars volta and because they're like one of the greatest bands of all time i'm excited to pretend like i'm not excited but in actuality i'm excited i know you are you fucking idiot this is like angel and airwaves all over again this is angel and airwaves all over again you're gonna talk shit all the time and you're like but then still be fucking excited and totally stoked when we talk about it on the pod and like secretly pre-order the vinyl and not tell anybody and then yeah. Send a surprise pick. Look what I just got today. Yeah, fucking idiot. Makes me so <laughs> mad. Makes me so mad. Um, all right, so uh, the, the next new song here is from Municipal Waste. This is uh, one of the more modern thrash bands. And this new song is called Electrified Brain. And dude, this is fucking cool. This is yeah. so good. I mean, everything I've heard from this band has been super, super solid. Uh and I don't know why we've never gotten more into them. I know that you've you've dove deeper than I have, but why have we never gotten more into this band? I don't understand. They are really fun. Like that's that's what it is. They're just really really fun, and they make good music. That's also really really fun. And yeah. if honestly, if it wasn't for the vinyls, probably would not have have dove into them. And it's just because one of their albums when we first started collecting was like nine dollars at Zia Records, and the artwork <laughs> was super fucking cool. I was like, oh, nine bucks, I'll do that. And I, I, I think they're fantastic. I, I think they're amazing. They're really love good. Them. Love them. They're, they're young guys too. I think they're, they're about our age. I think mid thirties. So they're not, they weren't part of the original, eighties thrash scene. But <laughs> they're honestly better than most of the eighties thrash scene. Oh, Outside yeah. of like Metallica and Slayer, they're fucking better than all those bands. I'll fucking I say agree. It. I don't care. I agree. But, anyway, uh, yeah, that, that's all I got for new music. Unless you want to play either of them, I'm, I'm fine not playing them. But um, what do right. you think? Good. We're good. We're good to go. Good to go. Good to go. Yeah, we 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 got quite uh, quite the night ahead of us here. So uh, so yeah, that's all I got. Thank you all for listening. Go to Apple Podcast. Podcast, give us five stars. You know the rest of the stuff that I always say in the outro and intro. And uh, listen to the main episode. Chumbawamba. Tub Thumper. Stupid. Album. <laughs> so that's it. That's all. <laughs>